You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. Every founder that has failed to scale has made these mistakes. And rest easy because the founders that have scaled, most of them have made these mistakes as well. So the first blunder to avoid is trying to start new businesses when you haven't maximized your first one. And I've been guilty of doing this many times because that is the type of person I am. I like to try new things and that makes me get shiny object syndrome fairly easily. And that is a problem with entrepreneurs. We like exploring, we like dreaming, we like trying new things, we are divisionaries. What ends up happening is you decide to start this software business over here. And then you decide to start a blockchain thing over here. And then you try to start this education thing over here. And then you decide to acquire things that don't even make sense for your business. And what ends up happening is your core business starts to suffer. And I see this happening all the time, especially with young agency owners. And if you don't keep the main thing, the main thing, then the main thing suffers. You ultimately have subpar results for everything. What ends up happening is that they could have had something that was really, really, really good. But instead, they have five things that are mediocre and they say they have a bunch of different businesses. And I will tell you, the vast majority of people that I've encountered that say they have multiple businesses, they don't do as well as the ones that have one core focus. The second one is trying to sit back and watch people grow. We all have our different kinks. We all have our different quirks. We all have different upbringings. And I would say part of my upbringing was I was used to watching people watch me grow, meaning that if I were to fail, it wasn't like they would come and pick me up. It was like, okay, how are you gonna figure it out? By sitting there and watching someone grow, you have to ask yourself, is that how you're gonna get the most out of that person to help drive the results that you want for your business? Do you have the luxury of waiting an extra month, an extra two months, an extra three months to watch someone grow? Sure, you should give them some time to develop, some time to ask questions, some time to onboard, but if you're constantly giving more time than you should, that ultimately is detrimental to your business. And the reality is if you're the leader of the business, that means you're doing it across the board. And everyone else starts to think that that is the norm to watch people grow. What's important is that you are helping people get better. You're understanding what their struggles are. You're putting supports in place. You're unblocking them and you are holding them accountable to very specific numbers that they need to hit and you're setting your expectations high, you're being direct with your feedback. The third one is trusting but not verifying. Trusting but not verifying on the people that we were hiring. Let's say you have a recruiter. They really like the people that they're bringing in. They think they are absolute superstars. Well, the problem is I just kind of said, okay, they're superstars. Okay, I trust you. And what ended up happening was we hired people who were nice people, but unfortunately they weren't people that were fit for the role. And that ends up getting a lot messier because when you make a hire and it's a bad hire that doesn't work out for the company, it actually ends up costing you at least two to three times their salary. Salary for $50,000, well, great, you're paying $150,000. And it's not only that, it's the time that you lose because if you ended up waiting a little longer to find the right person, it would have been much better for your company. It would have been better for the person that you ended up passing on because they would have gone to something else that was a better fit for them. And it would have been a better fit for the person that you bring in, less of a headache for everyone else. The old adage of hire slow, fire fast, it does come into play here, but also you as the leader of the company, you have to verify these situations. When someone says they're doing a good job, okay, can you
you show me how you're doing a good job? This person's a great hire. Okay, great. Why do you think so? What credentials do they have? What have they done exactly? Have they been there, done that? Are they someone that aligns with our values? You actually have to stop and hold things up for a second and you have to almost serve as the bottleneck sometimes to be able to move the company forward. Now, the fourth one is hiring people slowly based on potential. I literally authored a book called Leveling Up and so I want to see people grow. One of our core values is improving obsession. If you hire people solely on potential, you hire people based on a projection that you have, that's not going to work. Whenever I hired someone based on potential, not based on core competencies, not based on core values that's always ended up being a disaster at the end of the day so you have to figure out when you're hiring what are the outcomes that you're looking for if you're going to hire a ceo have they manage a hundred million dollar pnl have they hired a c-suite before have they closed seven to eight figure deals before maybe even nine figure deals and then you grade them a b c d f and then you put the competencies down there too a b c d f the values fit a b c d f and then from there you can craft your job description you make sure that everyone is super aligned that as part of your recruiting process there needs to be outcomes defined first. If there are no outcomes, there's no scorecard, then there's no recruiting. Nothing else is going to happen. Before I continue, I have a mastermind called Leveling Up Founders for people doing seven figures plus. Some are eight figures, some are nine figures. And we meet twice a year. One in Beverly Hills, one in Miami. And it's just super high caliber people at the top of their game in media, marketing, and business. And we've had amazing people speak before. My podcast co-host, Neil Patel, is there as well. And it's just a great group of people. And ultimately, magic ends up happening when you hang out with high caliber people. And so you can just go check that out, levelingup.com slash founders if you want to learn more. And we'll continue on with this video. The fifth one I want to talk about is this whole concept of mindfully transitioning. So I learned about the concept of mindful transitions from an entrepreneur named Bob Glazer. The whole idea behind it is that if you're going to fire someone, if you actually think that you've had a great relationship with them, but they're no longer fit for the company, it's not a good matchup anymore. Then you just go to the person and say, Hey, you know, why don't we mindful transition you? We're not going to embarrass you with the firing. We're going to give you two months, go find something else. We'll make some referrals for you. And you can just continue on the work here and you can kind of slowly wean off your work. That's worked really well for me in the past. But the caveat here is it only works on people that you have a good relationship with. And so there's one individual, I have a still stellar relationship with him. We still text every now and then. He was with the company for two to three years. It was no longer a fit for both sides. And we both saw the writing on the wall. And the moment he actually gave notice, I said, hey, I got something else for you. And in that case, I had made an introduction to another company. And this person now makes a lot of money and we still talk he still helps and we just have a great relationship number six is spoiling people in hopes that they would perform better and so for us as an organization we try to spoil people with the different benefits that we have we have tried giving extra days off things like that i'll just say that giving people more stuff doesn't necessarily make high performers perform better high performers want to work on interesting work they want to work with other high performers and they want to feel like they're winning if they don't feel like they're winning and they feel like they're working with people that are B and C players, they're ultimately going to leave. During the time where we had to make some adjustments in the company, people that ended up finding jobs elsewhere, what they would always say in their exit interviews would be, your benefits were amazing. Okay, benefits were so amazing. Why did they stay? It's because it's not about spoiling people at the end of the day. Seventh is completely abdicating on recruiting. As a founder of the company, you have three jobs really. One is division, two is financing, and the third one is recruiting. When it comes to shaping recruiting, you have to think about every single person that you bring in, they're going to shape the future of the company. And they're going to change the dynamics of the culture a little bit. And that's okay. I'm not saying you should try to keep it rigid, but I realized for me in the past when I made this mistake and what ended up happening was we didn't get the right people in the right seat. And so it's about being locked in somewhat on the recruiting process, because I'll tell you this, when you think about Steve Jobs, he interviewed the first thousand people that joined Apple. One of the co-founders of DoorDash interviewed the first 2000 people. 
Elon Musk is known for interviewing a good chunk of the engineers in SpaceX early days. Same with Bill Gates when it came to Microsoft. George Washington himself, 23,000 soldiers, interviewed and then helped train everyone to build part of the army. Because at the end of the day, everything that happens that is good in the company is because of the people that you brought on. But everything that's bad that happens is because of you, the founder. And you want to be able to take full responsibility for each person that you bring on. I'll say one of the other mistakes I made was positioning myself away to the back again. And it's like, okay, HR maybe be the initial screening and then maybe I might be in the next round, right? So your mileage may vary. I just know that when I was placed at the very end, I felt a sense of guilt when we had put in all the sunk costs in terms of meeting different people, running them through assessments. And if I would say no, I would just feel really bad. If you're prone to that, then go ahead and move yourself closer to the beginning of the recruiting process so you won't feel as bad. And so that's what it is. These are the seven fatal blunders that founders make that will prevent you from scaling. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.